Okay, so guys, while we're talking about World War II, did you know that uh, during the beginning of the Second World War, fear and intimidation like completely ruled society, and uh, it affected the world, human actions, and the development of children? You know? So going on from there, the Nazi Party in Germany was able to crush their political opposition by intimidation and brutality. The Germans who did not support the Nazis um, were too scared to stand up against them. Multiple organizations in Germany were used to maintain power throughout, all, uh, throughout Germany, uh, including the SS, the SD, and the Gestapo. Hitler also used the Gestapo, also known as his secret police, to control over the internal affairs of Germany and keep uh, public support. The Nazis also used uh, military propaganda, such as flags, symbols, and uniformed troops, to have a visible presence in everyday German life. You know, how you're talking about propaganda and stuff, it wasn't just propaganda that he used. You can see in uh, Jordan Peters' lectures, he talks about how Hitler, uh, he used certain conversations pieces in his speeches, and he would lead off on the people's anger, because the people were so angry after World War One, they needed someone to blame. So he would go off in certain directions during speeches, and uh, he would find a uh, scapegoat, pretty much, for the people to get along with, and he would just keep going in that direction, whichever the people liked, and uh, it would just lead to the intensity, and eventually everything that would lead to World War One, too. Sorry. By the way, Luke, that, that would lead to our next topic, how fear and intimidation affects human actions. Mm -hmm. Prolonged stress in young children can slow or even stop both brain development and physical growth. Prolonged exposure to cortisol released during the stress response can cause long-term damage to the developing brain and negatively affect the immune system. Another effect that fear has on human actions is what you call the fight or flight response. Mm -hmm, yeah. This occurs when someone is faced with a threat. Side effects include dilated pupils, trembling, pale and or flushed skin, well, heartbeat, and rough breathing. Well, while you're talking about fear and intimidation with children, you'll see that like bullies and stuff, they'll use fear and intimidation to gain like popularity in children and stuff within children groups. And you'll see with these groups, the one who is the most mean usually is the most popular. And these lasting effects from bullying can last throughout a child's life and just not a child's life, just throughout their entire life and everything. Yes, this is true. Yes. Not only though, Nikki, does fear affect the flight or fight response, it stops people from doing what they want or what they believe. For example, <clears throat> if a group of people believe in a certain thing, but you believe the opposite, chances are you're going to try and change your opinion about it. This is because you could fear everyone will hate you since you believe some something other than them. Society these days is crazy because people fear they need to believe certain things in order to be liked. Circling back to what Nikki was saying, uh, studies show that early exposure to circumstances that um, consist of fear and anxiety can have lifelong effects on a child's brain architecture. And actually, working papers from the National Scientific Council on the Developing Child explores why traumatic experiences may affect how children learn, solve problems, and relate to others. It also suggests that for the creations of policies that could help address the effects of traumatic experiences in children. Overall, fear and intimidation affects how children mentally develop, how the Nazis were able to control Germany, and it enables people's fight or flight response and affects their beliefs and morals.